I'm your host, Rob. I'm joined by Mr. Val Heffelfinger uh, of the Frontline Gaming Network. He's uh, their producer. You guys have never met him. Uh, we are now about to look for the very first time, uh, very first time, we're about to look at uh, the uh, announcement from Games Workshop uh, about their six-month tour. So here we go, Val. Vigilus Alone. There's a new concept coming to Warhammer 40,000 in 2022, Seasons. They're a new way to explore the vast setting in the war-torn 41st, 41st millennium in much greater detail. Each season will last six months, focusing on a different corner of the galaxy and all the fighting that's happening there. We'll be witnessing pivotal flashpoints where the outcome of battles will have major consequences for the grim, dark future. Each season will be supported by the release of new miniatures, rules, and more. It's an exciting time to be a Warhammer 40,000 fan. We've got Stu Black for Warhammer 40,000 Design Studio to explain exactly what seasons are and how they work. Val, should we listen to it? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Here we go. Long intro, always. Can't hear it. Hello, I'm Adam Troke, and I'm here with Stu Black, the studio manager for Warhammer 40,000. In other words, the big boss for all things 40K. Hello, and thanks for having me, Adam. We're here to talk about the really exciting things coming in the new season of Warhammer 40,000. We're returning to one of the deadliest war zones in the galaxy, Vigilus. Let's take a look. It's already been pulverized once by just about every faction, and now the forces of chaos are returning to finish the job. Why? The Sentinel world of Vigilus is just about the most strategically important location in the whole galaxy outside of Terra. Vigilus is the gateway through the Great Rift. Oh, so we've all got to, if you can't hear, we've got to take over Vigilus, uh, really importantly. Had Stu Black once on the, uh, the sh uh, when I was working for Games Workshop, um, playing, uh, doing a live game. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Pretty cool. That was uh, interesting. Uh, I think he's a big fan of, yes, he is, huge fan of Castellan Robots. Uh, he was running, I think, nine at the start of 8th edition, or maybe more, maybe less, uh, with the with the guns. I assume that's why the points did change on them for a long time. Uh, but Vigilus, as you can see here, uh, apparently the strategic flashpoint for all battles that happen in the the in the in the, the well in the galaxy you got any thoughts on that just when we thought we yeah, were out rob they pull us they back do in. they do this is is vigilus 40k's nam is the question or uh i don't know if there's another geopolitical flashpoint you could talk about i've always thought of armageddon as our as our nam um given that it's much older as oh. well uh perhaps this is uh no we're out of afghanistan we don't have a good one anymore maybe vigilus is the afghanistan oh, maybe yeah okay all right, interesting. Um, Nakman kind of reminds me of Helmand, which I believe was a province in Afghanistan. So there you go. Maybe that's what's going on. So here. the so I, or is this is it like maybe Vigilus? We were like mission accomplished, and then it really was no mission accomplished because that's more Bush era for us. Yeah, we did mm -hmm. it. But, uh, we didn't mm -hmm. do it. Okay, we need to go back. <laughs> we got this banner though. Safe routes into the Imperium Nihilus. If it falls, then so does half of the Empire of Mankind. Abaddon the Despoiler was the whole is well bit. aware of this, and Vigilus is key to his plans to dismantle the Imperium piece by piece. He was narrowly defeated the first time. It's a nice intro. Like, explanation on what's going to happen. Excellent. Like, some graphics. Excellent. Like, in a video format that's more digestible. Excellent. Like, so far, mm. like, as it, at least in presentation terms, we've got to be huge fans, right? Not so bad. Not so bad at all. And also just in conceptual terms, um, kind of what I've 
been hoping for for a very long okay. time. Uh, also, whoever designed that set probably really hot. But Vigilus itself is in ruins and cut off from reinforcements. There's a new invasion coming, and the Defender's greatest hero has been laid low by the Warmaster himself. It will take a miracle for the Imperium to hold out this time. It's not over yet, though. Hard-bitten Imperial veterans of the First War are determined to hold their home, whatever the cost. And I will say one thing. Why have there been what appears to be like a talk show style set, but have them reading an auto cue? Well, I mean, I don't want to spoil what you know about talk shows, Rob, but um, they're probably reading an auto cue. No, not, time. no, not, no, not like an actual talk show. <laughs> Like, where they're actually having conversations. Why well, you get some great YouTube clip bangers, right? Like, this is... Like, what... Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's just a, it's, it's a minor thing. There are whispers that ancient enemies of chaos okay, consumed okay, okay. during the war. The stakes couldn't be higher, but it's still all to play for. The question is, which side will you choose? The campaign kicks off with a new book. Yeah, which will you choose, Val? Uh, One Wound Chaos Marines or the other guys? Got any thoughts? I'm going to go with uh, the other guys for now. <laughs> Team Zeno still for Val. Uh, we didn't get one wound. We didn't get the extra wound, but we do, Rob, have that extra toughness. That's the, that's the wild card that's that we true. got. That's true. We do have that extra toughness. 40k, the game of numbers. Warzone Nackmund, Vigilus alone. This continues the story of the Imperium's desperate defense from Vigilus Defiant and Vigilus Ablaze. It has new crusade rules, a new army of renown, and a war of faith campaign to link your games together. The new Grand Tournament mission pack will provide the framework for the next six months. Uh, oh, okay. So, uh, so mission, so chapter approved is now only six month blocks. Six months to si interesting. six. Interesting. Six months. Um, so uh, the DLC has got shorter, not longer. You know, the, this kind of uh, content release schedule sure does seem to make a lot of sense for something that uh, in Canada we call a subscription. <laughs> Please continue on with your thoughts. Uh, in which, yeah, in which you play a, a, a pay a flat amount uh, on an ongoing basis to receive content regularly. It's um, yeah, thrown it out it's, there. Uh, it's true uh, that this is uh, pretty wild. Months of competitive play with new missions. Um, however, uh, a six-month cycle. This is a careful what you wish for type thing. Are they going to do a six-month? chapter approved every that's six what months because they've that's already what they've said <sighs> and actually they've in, in i think they've already kind of done that so far in ninth am i wrong could you press, could you press the button the for me what button. button i'm gonna have a weird take and this is probably gonna be very inflammatory this is shit in my opinion yeah i'll finish it off for you tom <laughs> right there we go but we'll continue on We'll continue on. Okay. Right? Uh, so Carry we'll, on, we'll, we'll review afterwards, currently, what's going on here. ...objectives and points updates. If you're planning to enter an official Warhammer match play event this year, or you really love match play, you won't want to miss it. For those who... You can't miss it. It's not you won't want to miss it. You can't miss it. You must get it. <laughs> ...prefer to tell a story with their games. The Wars of Faith Crusade Mission Pack has all you need to stage a dramatic narrative play campaign. It features thematic new missions inspired by the events on Vigilus and powerful new ways to upgrade your most devout units. It's not just full-scale war raging in the Nackman Gauntlet, though. Behind the scenes, elite special operatives clash in a shadow war of covert operations, and you can join them in the next major expansion for Kill Team. 
as the jaws mm -hmm. of the Great Rift close on Vigilus, mm -hmm. even more news and announcements are on their way this season. Stay tuned to WarhammerCommunity.com for more. And don't miss the next Battle Box, featuring brand new models for two factions, arriving early in 2022. Whether you're fighting to defend the Imperium in its darkest days, or to swallow the galaxy in the madness of the warp, this season promises to be an exciting time for all Warhammer 4. It's a weird set, again. A weird set for them to deliver. Like the like, ferns. I like the ferns. Like, no, the set's beautiful. Designed by Hottie, I'm sure. Uh, but the the, mm -hmm. the key element here is that, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, I wouldn't have put them there. They've done some where they've had just the one person against the backdrop. That should have been cut, yeah. cut, cut, right? That would have been, uh, mm -hmm. I think, more... Um, as if there's an interviewer off screen prompting them with the yes, question. Yes, and then it would have looked more natural. They could have practiced their lines and delivered them. Um, but anyway, that's that's a small... Listen, me and Val, people might not know, huge fans of Amdram. We will be bringing you, maybe in 2023, the 40K amateur dramatic production of something. Pete's going to write it. Of something. Uh, definitely Pete's... Starring yeah, Henry Cavill. Starring Henry Cavill. But Pete's going to write it. Me and me and Val are just going to do mm. the production side of it. Uh, maybe. Yes. I don't know who's working on set design and clothing, but we're, clothing's going to be very important. This is Amdram. We you bring your own. You bring your own costume, yeah. pal. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Okay. So, uh, is there any more information in the article? Your return to Warzone Nakmund will play out in a new campaign book, similar to Warzone Octarius. It will feature new army rules, including an army of renown. Uh, and, a, and a codex supplement along with legendary missions, crusade rules, uh, features and ways to link your games together in a campaign. Okay. Okay. Along with the campaign book, there'll be a new crusade mission. Oh, never mind. Uh, the first season introduces a new grand tournament mission pack, which provides framework for the next six months of competitive play. So uh, a GHB every six months. Oh, sorry. No, uh, 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 sorry. A chapter approved every six months. There'll be new missions, new secondary objectives, and updated point costs for the armies in Warhammer 40,000. So updated points costs for all of the armies uh, every six months. But we know that they're also going to do balance updates every three months. So uh, pay every six months. Um, uh, and there we go. So Val, Twitch chat, obviously filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. Um, uh, <laughs> what? But wait, if it takes six months to print, you've got it. Um, uh, so yeah, talk to me, Val. What do you think of this? Uh, six month uh, updates or a six month season for 40K um, uh, with points every six months? I think... Um... That this is the start of what I would really hope for. And how much they tie in the rest of the release schedule, um, I think, really makes or breaks this. Because if they got strategic with this, this is the right way to do it. I think we'd all really love it if every time there was a new edition or a new game that we would get sort of a base level rule set where, you know, like all the books drop or we all have an index or whatever. And then sort of incremental layers are added to that, a model like... Uh, you know, like a, you know, where you have a core game and then you build on it with expansions. This is something that would let you do something like that, where instead of us being focused on iterative releases for each faction, we could maybe have a base level for each faction and then each season bring something different. Um, this, to me, is an ideal situation for 40K. The way described here, maybe not quite what my fantasy is, but I think this is honestly a really good step in the right direction. Uh, updates every six months i mean we have been clamoring for that for a while um you know like uh especially the points thing i found that the with the rate of release 
only doing a points rebalance. And for whatever reason, they were very, very um, stingy with ever coming back to adjust points. This is going all the way back to 8th edition outside of chapter approved. Um, doing that once every six months, I think, is absolutely um, way better and, and would be awesome. Would be way better if it was just treated like an errata, like any other FAQ is, that we didn't have to pay for it every six months. Um, that's a bummer, but regardless, I think just from a quality of gameplay perspective, being able to have those updated every six months is, is excellent. Even though it will, because of publishing times, be six months behind. This will be the most reactive, closest to uh, you know the way things are in the real world version of Warhammer, I think, that, that we would have had in some time. Uh, yeah, okay. Like I feel like I understand what you're saying, that you think the system is good, and I would agree with you if it was... Um, if it was built on the ingredients of the issue, right? That's the, that's the key problem here. Why? Like, I don't necessarily... I, I love the idea of a story. I love the idea of six seasons. Uh, sorry, of a six-month season. But specifically because... Specifically because I always haven't been a fan of the Horus Heresy. I really liked it when everyone was on the same page. When they l released a new big mm. black book, you were like, ah, oh, everyone kind of got something. Not necessarily. Right. But everyone was kind of on the same page, which was pretty fun. You were like, okay... Yep. I'm on this same page too. The problem is, is the, like, so I love that as a system because I think as a community, you're all together. Because if you release Tyranids, or if you don't play Tyranids, then everyone else is not, yeah, who cares? who cares? You're not part of... You're just mad about what's really good in Tyranids. Right? Yep. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, but the, the major issue for me here is obviously the ingredients. Uh, and that is really the structure of how it's built. It's all in, in, in digital. Uh, sorry, it's all in print, uh, even though they obviously yep. produce it digitally. Uh, and then they send it to a printer so they could just upload yep. it digitally so that's a huge problem because sure. uh the time delay is going to cause huge issues there for for being reactive uh all of it costs money and i know a game does cost money uh but as, as they're saying sure. here this is a uh you must pay every six months which is down from you must pay every year so that's uh that's a, a new they've now doubled their money they're making from the competitive community um and uh like which is huge uptick for them which isn't really in my opinion like i understand how businesses work they're like we need to make more money not less um mm. but like it doesn't really like give back to the community who've obviously supported them during all of this time they're like oh we've made loads of money uh we'll make loads more money not we'll just do a better job of, of sorting our game out, which, you know, you kind of felt the balance update was an attempt to do so, um, which I think is the issue. But I think for me, uh, truthfully, it just feels like a lot more stuff, uh, which is a lot more money for the books and box manager, um, as opposed to anything really well thought out, uh, because there's some crusade stuff that will be forgotten about. It just means previously your books would become invalidated in a year's time, uh, maybe two. You know, that window seems to have got shorter and shorter and shorter uh for me um and then the ecosystem which already is very adaptive because whenever a new book's out it does throw the balance of the whole game out i like the idea of a season because of like missions let's say so they don't become stale um i like the idea yep. of that that's great maybe we'll see secondaries change over six months i don't think that's bad either because that really changes up list design i think that's really exciting but truthfully it just feels like a lot more bloat uh, in a game that already adaptively changes with an each new release. Because when the Eldar book comes out, everyone's going to have to change to whatever the fuck that does. Yeah, it's going to have to react to that. And that's what I meant off the hop about like how much they factor in other stuff to this. And by the way, this also, I mean, pulling back the lens a little bit, we've seen a lot of these almost like non-sequitur campaign books come out that just, like, why are they releasing it in these ways? 
And I wonder if you take this all all together, if this was maybe what they were hoping to achieve, but the fact that they, you know, weren't able to get printed book stock in time, uh, maybe maybe disrupted their season plan. Um, but either way, like if each season uh, also took into account, you know, this season also includes, um, you know, six codex releases. And these are the six codex releases, and this is how uh, you know the game's going to change and shift in that period of time. I think that would be really awesome. I think you're right. This is probably just a way to package everything together, so that's sort of got a ni- nice, neat little ribbon into it. Um, but I think this is the right direction, and yes, it needs to go more digital, all that good stuff. I think we are happy to give money uh, and to spend money on this hobby because we we always have well, been, and we always will, as long as there's like value and you're not. Even even when we don't feel like we're getting value and we feel like we're being mistreated, we still spend the money. So it would be great if we felt like we were getting some value out of it. If I had to buy a book twice a year, a book that rebalances the game and gives me uh, good missions to play, that's something that I, I wouldn't be mad about buying twice a year. If I was a Space Marine player, I'd be a little bit more upset buying three codexes in three years. I think... I, you know what I, I mean? Think, I think, truthfully... Like, it's not a game designed to ever be balanced or even close to. Like, just thinking about it now, I just related it to novels, right? Like, someone works really hard mm-hmm. to write a story, and you're good, and you're done, right? Um, like, I, I understand the business model because it's quite clear. It's never to make anything good and make you buy more all the time, which I really do think that what they should focus on is make the thing that's good and then produce expansions for it, like, like D&D, as an example. Like, you have a core... That you have yeah. core rules and then you add on uh, as opposed to yep. uh, we we invalidate and then we produce more like mediocre so that we can invalidate more, which is that process, um, which like it just feels. I think that, I think that model you just described is what this could become in time, I think, is is essentially like, so let's say ninth edition gets to a point where every every book has been released and we have the core rules and then we're immediately in that like, oh, God, here we go, where they. Reboot everything is, is potential. If we then shifted to something like this, where we're not we're not invalidating, you know, every book every time, we're just adding maybe a different rule set that also perhaps goes away afterwards, like magic. Like there's only a current edition of magic for so long. Like in my day it used to be a two year sort of cycle where, you know, like the the eventually like whatever was played in tournaments and whatever was current would actually cycle out and then you'd have different rules coming in as as the as, as what was being played. Um, that is something that you can do from this and becomes much less awkward too if it becomes digitized. I think this is the right direction. I, 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 is is it a, is it really everything I would ever dream of as presented? No. Uh, but I don't really care much for, you know, the campaign books and crusade and all that kind of stuff. I am very pleased to see chapter proof happen every six months. For uh, so, sure. And so to be clear, we get this every six months and then a quarterly update in between. This is what it appears okay. to be. All right. So chapter proof though is always just points and it always has been just points. I think aside from maybe the first one in eighth, which had some extra stratagems in it. So the ITC season, really becomes, all we've the ever ITC gotten. season becomes six month blocks, not yearly blocks. Yeah. Right. Okay. I get it. Because then you get two champs a year. Okay. 
Well, I mean, you could. I mean, that is one way you can line it up, assuming it's the calendar year, too. I mean, already right now, uh, chapter approved. The chapter approved cycle already kind of messes up the ITC. Right, so, but it gives, it, it gives uh, the because... ITC an opportunity to rebrand to six six months. Or, and importantly, because there's always backroom like handshakes, right? Someone's always patting someone's bum. Tories. Um, the, uh, the, like, but the point is, so it's either Brandt trying to take the six-month block for himself, so for a six-month champ, or... There's a deal, and there's a change on the afoot. Oh, I love the drama! I can't wait to see. You've been calling this. You've been calling see. a conspiracy. You've been calling a conspiracy that doesn't exist all year. Uh, and I would bet the ITC is mm, nowhere in the calculation for this whatsoever. Because again, chapter approved has always dropped in December. Uh, LVO has always been in January. So chapter approved has more often than not completely changed the meta as you go into the finals of, of I mean, the year. That's pretty exciting. So if, if if uh, this was something in cahoots, you would see this dropping in like February, and that would be your your uh, your year. You would keep it consistent till after the LBO. And so then it's a hostile it. takeover, lice. Like either way, Robert. either way, it's fun. Either way, it's fun. Come on. It would be fun if uh, we have more support for the game and you don't wind up with things like Drakari existing for more than a year. <laughs> I didn't do that either, bud. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not responsible for any of these things. All right, listen, if you watch this back on YouTube, hey. uh, leave some comments below on what you think you're excited. I mean, number one, I want to throw this out there. Very excited about the narrative. Um, if it isn't anything like the Psychic Awakening. Did you read any of the Psychic Awakening narrative books, Val? Did you like you... I, 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 I subsisted on your summaries alone. I think that was enough for me. Okay. Well, I'm hoping they're better than that, is what I'm going to say. Uh, I'm really hoping they're better than that. So looking forward to see if there's some genuine story, moves the story forward, like we kind of lived in a, a living kind of story, even though it was retroactive because it was a heresy. That was a fun time for everyone to be a far, part of. Uh, let me know what you think. Obviously, it's Twitch chat. I've got some thoughts. Thanks, Val, uh, for talking to me about it. Please leave some comments below.